Defenders podcast, the fan podcast about the Marvel Netflix series. I'm Claire. I'm Tammy. And I'm Will. Woo! Hooray! And we have a very special guest with us. Maybe another one on the way. Who knows? (laughs) They're being very mysterious, this other guest. (laughs) Um, But we are joined today by the electrifying, the exuberant, the... Uh, ego maniacal. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Elizabeth. <laughs> First three words that came to my mind, beginning with E. Sorry, Elizabeth. <laughs> well, you're making up for last time on your alliterations because you actually, I've guessed it a couple times and you never actually got to alliterate me before. So now you did three with Aww. one group last. It's coming back. We haven't alliterated for a while and then I did last week and I was like, yeah, we should do alliteration again. So there you go, you get three. Well, thank you. Why not? Although I have avoided the egomaniacal one. <laughs> 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 trying to think of any other E words, and I really can't. <laughs> I'm like, uh. Well, I'm uh, glad you didn't go with ecclesiastical or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we were chatting just before a minute ago about, uh, about this series. Um, tell us where you are up to in the series, or if you've watched it all, and what day you watched it on, and everything like that. <laughs> well, as I previously admitted, this is, uh, or confessed, this is the first time that I have not binged the entire season on the first uh, weekend. So I didn't actually get started until a weekend and a half in, and I am now officially up to episode nine, so perfectly timed for this. Nice. I stopped here, and I was just like, you know what, I actually can stop this time. <laughs> so you're finding it like not like you're like, oh, I have to know what happens next. You're like, no, it's okay. No. No, I mean, I have been enjoying it, and uh, it did make me laugh out loud a couple times, and uh, like the winks at the audience when he's saying that it's my show and that kind of stuff. But at the same time, I um, I just I didn't feel the need to keep going. I'm just kind of like, yeah, I can wait. Enjoy it like a fine cheese or a wine. Yeah. <laughs> and the added advantage is I don't have to worry about spoilerizing anything by accident this time. True. Oh, That's true. Yeah. I, there, and there's... <laughs> you did, I remember. Which show was that one? I can't remember which one it was. Yeah. I can't remember which spoilers it was, but I remember that happening. Yeah, it was one where we did the first episode. I probably was Defenders, where yeah. I was on the first episode, and I accidentally slid something out from for later, and I'm like, ooh, I mean, uh, not that that would actually happen. I mean, I've, I've totally, you know, ruined the fact that Tilda and Luke end up together at the end of this series. Oh, um, boy. So Tammy and Will already know about that. I don't know really what else I can spoil about this show. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> so a um, little bit of news this week. The Disney and Fox shareholders have approved the $71.3 billion merger. Hooray! <laughs> so I don't know what else that means. Um, Disney are going to own a... Disney are Yeah, Disney are <laughs> further taking over the universe. But it does mean that the X-Men and Fantastic Four are coming home to Marvel. So that's fun and good news because the X-Men films have not been good for a very long time. Um, So hopefully we'll get some really good X-Men films made by the, you know, the actual guys at Marvel. Um, Fingers crossed anyway. This does also mean that apparently there are two uh, X-Men films at the moment in the works, which is... X-Men Dark Phoenix and New Mutants. New Mutants has had a trailer released already. X-Men Dark Phoenix hasn't. Um, But apparently the word is that they might just cancel those two films because they're not having that positive um, 
the reaction to them isn't that positive in audience uh, screenings and test screenings, and it might actually be worth Disney just scrapping them all together and starting again, which whenever there's a situation like that, that always blows my mind because of the money involved, because the fact that it might be more profitable for them to just go, eh, you know, 300 million whatever spent on this film, let's just scrap it, you know, whatever, and not spend the money on marketing. I Like, it's just insane. Maybe they'll go straight to video or something. Well, they're doing a streaming service, so maybe they'll just release it on that or, you know, who yeah. knows. I also heard that Disney, uh, and this is very bizarre, and I don't know if you've heard this, Tammy, um, Disney are going to be doing films directly for their streaming service that they're going to be releasing next year, I think. Um, including a, a live-action remake of Lady and the Tramp. Have you heard about this? I thought I did, but then I was like, I don't... Like, I thought it was like a fever dream. Like, I was yeah. like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> you saying it makes me remember it it's, more. And it's a I thing. Was just like, this can't be real. <laughs> a live-action Lady and the Tramp. A tramp being played by Justin Theroux from The Leftovers. <laughs> This is very strange. <laughs> so wow. it's a thing, apparently. I just um, hate, the, I hate this trend towards all the different separate streaming services. I mean, I, yeah. I'm a big Star Trek fan, and I refused to watch the latest Star Trek show because of the whole it's they're going to try and drag you in through one episode on regular TV and then everything else you have yeah. to pay mm. for streaming service. And I totally refused to do that. And now Disney's going to pull the same thing, and we're going to have to get dragged along if they decide to move all of the... Marvel properties yeah. over there. Yeah, and, and I keep saying no more after this one. I did sign up for the Star Trek one, and and I did cancel my subscription when the season ended, but now I want to get the Disney one. I want to get the DC one, but I don't know. It's there's going to so be annoying. so many. Yeah. Yeah, yeah there's going to be so many of them, like streaming services yeah. for everyone. Um, the one last. Show? Buy something extra. <laughs> exactly. It's like, ugh. The last bit of um, of news I heard, it, or, sorry, not the last bit of news, but in regards to the merger, is that it's likely that the only um, property that Fox, uh, Marvel property that Fox currently owns, that Marvel won't do a sort of complete reboot of is Deadpool, because obviously they would be mad to reboot Deadpool. Like, who are they going to cast in the role? So they'll probably have an easier time kind of um, absorbing uh, Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool into the current <laughs> Marvel movies. And there's already been interaction between, um, well, supposed interaction that Ryan Reynolds made up, um, between Deadpool and uh, Iron Man, where he posted, when the Avengers Infinity War came out, Ryan Reynolds posted a letter on Twitter that was from uh, Tony Stark saying, no, you cannot join the Avengers, go bother Professor X instead, or something like that. And that made me actually like, oh my god, like Deadpool and um, and Iron Man interacting would be awesome. So we'll see. Uh, in other news, and don't be too sad about this, guys, because uh, like I was really sad when I heard this. I cried. I cried for days, guys. Oh, I'm not joking at all. But you ready? Claire Temple won't be in Iron Fist season two, guys. Oh no. Oh. <laughs> now, like I wouldn't wouldn't mind her being in it if they did something better with her than just go, look what a badass she is. But um, <laughs> I kind of, I mean, feel like the characters sort of run her course, I guess. And also the fact that she obviously dies at the end of Luke Cage season two. Oh, sorry. <laughs> 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 oh, 
Well, I like her character, and I'm sad that uh, she's not going to be in there. But they already broke the trend by when in Punisher when they didn't mm-hmm. have her in there. It's not like it's the first time that she's, they're not going to have her. It'd be nice if she was in Punisher because then she's been in all of them, you know. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Yeah, we'll have to Just, see. It's not like he didn't get beat up or shot at. Exactly. <laughs> slid her in there <laughs> but he's got micro to do all that and you know be really grossed out by it <laughs> yeah he is funnier doing we it wouldn't have, we wouldn't have got those scenes uh here is a fun bit of news angela bassett in a recent interview was asked about whether her character ramonda survived infinity war angela bassett played the mother of um, black panther in black panther and she was asked if she survived and she said yes and so did shuri so Shuri survived Infinity War. Hooray! So that probably means in um, the Marvel Universe that Shuri became the ruler of Wakanda, I guess. And probably the new Black Panther, which has happened in the comics. So that's cool. Because obviously, uh, no more T'Challa. Sorry, spoilers for anyone that's not seen Infinity War yet. If you haven't, why are you listening to a Marvel podcast? What's happening? <laughs> I think um, right now it's okay. Yeah, exactly. Um, I love that it's called the Snapocalypse, like people call it, because it's him snapping his fingers and it starts the apocalypse, it's the Snapocalypse. I like the name for it. And in the last bit of news, they have revealed the what we believe is the titles for the episodes in Iron Fist Season 2. Um, the ones in Iron Fist Season 1, if I remember, were all kind of quite generic named, um, but the ones in Season 2 are definitely named after runs in the comic Um uh, different issues so I can tell you the titles because it ruins nothing and they've only released the first nine and the way they've done it is quite cool on on Twitter um, and I'll have to share some of these is they've basically come up with fake shop fronts where the name of the shop is the name of the episode um, and they've got like little details in them like one of the windows has the little steel serpent logo in it and um yeah, they, they're quite cool. So what I'll probably do is just put them all in one post once they've released all of them, and then I'll put them on the uh, on the Facebook page, because uh, at the moment it's, it's over loads of tweets because they released them slowly. But um, so far we have episode one, The Fury of Iron Fist. Episode two, The City's Not for Burning. Episode three, This Deadly Secret. Episode four, Target Iron Fist. Episode five, Heart of the Dragon. I'm excited about that one. Episode 6, Dragon Dies at Dawn. Episode 7, Morning of the Mindstorm. Episode 8, Citadel on the Edge of Vengeance. And episode 9, War Without End. So that's pretty cool. So none of them are named Josie's Bar and has a picture of it with a broken window? No, sadly not. (laughs) Where Turk's been thrown through the window by Daredevil. It's all I want to happen. It's all I want. Please, Marvel. So this week we are covering episode eight and episode nine of season two. Episode eight is If It Ain't Rough, It Ain't Right, written by Nathan Louis Jackson and directed by Nima Barnett. While Shades, Mariah and Misty come to terms with the previous night's events, Bushmaster searches for a way to boost his strength. Episode nine is For For Pete's Sake, written by Matt Owens and... (laughs) <laughs> and Stokes, Ian Stokes I have to say Stokes, Ian Stokes and directed by Clark Johnson hunkered down in a makeshift safe house uh, Luke and Mariah butthead, uh, sorry, Luke and Misty butt heads over how to handle Mariah meanwhile long buried family secrets come to light uh, Tammy I hear we are a bit, a bit <laughs> she really should have stayed buried jeez 
Um, I hear, Tammy, that we are a little bit low on the Tam Jams this week. Yeah, it's very sad. I have, like, nothing for episode eight. And episode nine, I think the most interesting thing with music was there was a song called Bushmaster by um, Noise Shaper. Uh, so there's, like, a part where you can hear it, like, say, Bushmaster, Bushmaster. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. And it's when Bushmaster's on screen as well. Yeah, and there's like another. Um, Adrian Young has another Stylers song. So they do the Stylers like dub again, don't they? Yeah, I think or, so. Yeah, or creepy reggae, as I call it. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I've listened to that um, Adrian Young um, uh, album, the new one, by the way, Midnight Hour. Yeah, and it's good. It's very, nice. very much sounds like Luke Cage background music, but they have some cool guests on it. So they have CeeLo Green, Raphael Sadiq. Um, Luther Vandross who else? Oh yeah. wow A few different people, yeah so it's cool it's worth having a little listen to Let's get into these episodes then as we have no Tam Jams sadly and um, we'll talk about Luke first so first time we see Luke is at the police precinct, um, obviously after rescuing Mariah and uh, Tilda and Luke is all annoyed because they've been waiting ages to be briefed and he argues with Misty about why he saved them. Oh, with Mariah, sorry. And uh, Misty's not happy about it either because Misty blames Mariah for the death. So obviously she's kind of arguing with Luke as well. Yeah. That's pretty much what happened. Yeah, I think the the funniest thing I thought with the scene was like when Luke is trying to figure out like why they're there so long or, hey, someone's supposed to like be helping us, talking to us already. And that cop could give, like, two shits about it. He's just like, yeah, whatever. I'm not at liberty to say, so go sit down. Like, I don't care. So shut up. Yeah, exactly. And, like, it's not like um, Mariah's going to be the person who's their main priority, you know? Like, not making her wait, you know? Just make her wait all night. Um, These episodes have so many scenes where I'm like, this person talks with this person, this person talks with this person. So I'm like looking at my initials and trying to remember which character it is. So I think the next time... I've colour-coded it as well. And then I have like three different colours overlapping in that section. Yeah, so many. Luke and Mariah, and then it comes in partway through. Yeah, exactly. It's like... Oh, yeah. lots of characters talking. Mariah's the only one I don't have, like, a separate section for this week because I she's in everyone else's scene. I think I just put her down with Tilda only because of the scene that happens in uh, episode yeah. nine, you know, the big scene. Um, and speaking of Tilda, the next time you see Luke is when he is uh, talking with Tilda and she's stroking his skin, <laughs> which is weird. Oh, yeah. And he's telling her that he knows that she lied about meeting Bushmaster... And then he's looking at the photos of the Comanche and uh, Captain Ridenhauer crime scene. Then he tells them, he tells Misty and Nandy about Comanche, because obviously he knows Comanche, because he met him at uh, Harlem's Paradise, or we saw him at Harlem's Paradise. Um, And Misty asks for Luke's help to get Tilda to link the deaths to Bushmaster. So Luke kind of wandering around (laughs) and being asked to do stuff by other people. Uh, and being told information. We don't really get any juicy stuff with Luke till way later in the episode, I think, which is probably when um, he is kind of finds out about being on the bounty list by uh, Bushmaster, along with Tilda and Mariah, and when he sort of starts worrying about his dad and everything like that. 
Yeah, he's mostly just trying to to, uh, pick Tilda's brain about Bushmaster through most of it. Yeah, most of it's him, like, giving Mariah and Misty, or giving Misty this bit of information, getting this bit of information from Tilda, telling me, you know, I mean, it's, he's not really doing that much. Um, But when he goes to sort of talk to his dad, say, say he's worried about him, we get the start of like the the stuff with um, between Luke and James in these two episodes that did make me cry in the next episode I'm not gonna lie because oh it's so well played yeah. so it must mean James is gonna die before the end is that what you think yeah well I mean the actor can't come back because he sadly passed away in real life as well yeah um yeah. but it does feel like they are setting him up to to be killed I agree. Uh, I won't say anything. Um, it, it was just like what you were saying, the uh, the stereotypical, I love my arm. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I've, I've reconnected <laughs> with my daddy. I love having a daddy. Yes, that was how that whole scene at the very, very end seemed like to me. I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> I've looked through, like literally I've got to the end of my notes with Luke for that episode, episode eight. He really does much, seeing as it as is, as he says, his his show. The, th- the only thing he does at the end, really, is when they realise, obviously, they need a safe house, and uh, Luke uh, asks Misty if she's still got Danny's number, and I was like, hell yeah, she does! They're married in the comics! Come on! Or they were married in the comics. <laughs> They're true lovers. Did you guys, and I mentioned this a bit before, did you guys get excited now that Danny was going to show up for the next episode? I, yeah. I did think so, yeah. They really, yeah. like, tease it, you know, you think, oh, Danny's going to show up, and then the next episode, it's Luke going... Oh, yeah, I got this safe house from Danny. I've got the code to get in. Uh, yeah, Danny's not actually here. It's like, oh. I kept waiting for him to show up during the episode to help them out. I figured at some point he would need to come and help them fight off the bad guys, but no. He'd be like, uh, you destroyed my building, my pharmaceutical building that's opening in a month. What the hell that I let you say in? I like the fact that um, they... Uh... <laughs> I I was thinking the whole time when they were punching in the password that, yeah, this building is going to get totally destroyed. Oh, yeah. I hope he has a lot of insurance. (laughs) (laughs) Danny probably doesn't care. He's just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, well, considering that uh, pretty much he's been breaking up a lot of buildings lately, at least uh, in Iron Fist season one. Yeah. (laughs) He blew up a floor of his own building. uh, (laughs) You think they need a lot of insurance. Yeah, yeah. And Ward's probably just like, God damn it, Danny. We need to yeah. stop giving out the password. <laughs> Where are my tablets? <laughs> uh, um, so once they're in the safe house, um, we obviously uh, are sort of reminded that Bushmaster has leverage on uh, Mariah. This is what Luke reminds Misty because of the hammer weapons deal. Um, and that goes into like Mariah asking for the uh, the total immunity on the guns later. Um, but Luke and Misty are really arguing about it because, um, you know, Misty at first wants him to testify, but he says that he can't because black vigilante ex-con, I think are his words, you know, and yeah. it just won't won't fly. And it's like, yeah, that's kind of that sucks, but it's probably true, sadly, unfortunately. Um, yeah. And it's which, you know, is, is really bad. Um, I love the moment when Misty goes to, like, whoop Mariah's, up, <laughs> Mariah's ass after she insults her, but Luke physically picks Misty up and moves her out the yeah. way. So funny. <laughs> I love that so much. It's so great. Um, he just picks her up because she's so tiny. 
Um, so Luke eventually talks Misty into letting um, Mariah take the immunity deal. Um, and then he's a total creep and is watching Mariah sleeping. Yeah. But, I mean, it does make sense what he says yeah. because she is a total snake and, you know, will try and get away with stuff. But, you know, I know Tammy's thinking, oh, Michael can watch me sleep whenever he wants. <coughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Open invitation. <laughs> you hear that, Mike Coulter? Just don't, just don't let him do the dap, Tammy. It's not allowed. <laughs> we have to talk. Not. We have to talk about that. So I was telling Tammy before the episode that in the um, the first episode of season two, when Luke's doing his speech to uh, DW on the camera, and at the end he does like the little. It's called the dap, isn't it? The little dap dance move. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, people were really unhappy with this. So Mike Coulter did a video addressing it to basically say that Luke will never do it again. And it's like, but that's totally what Luke would do. He's so corny. But then he ended it with starting to do it, and then he was just like, no, no, I'm only kidding. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. It's great. And they even did a little tweet with a, a tombstone saying Luke's dap on it, as in it will never happen again. It's now dead. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's funny. <laughs> oh, so uh, later, Luke tries to make some cocoa for him and James and uh, gets a bit angry with the machine. And I don't know how James gets it to work. He loses, like, his magic touch or something because he doesn't seem to do anything to it. He's just like... He presses one button. Does he? I thought he didn't even yeah. touch it. He's just like, the Lord commands you and it worked or something. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't work out what he did. I was like, oh, He's fair enough. freaked out from drinking that cocoa. <laughs> like, what is coming out of there? <laughs> well, the dad definitely grew on me in these two episodes. Previously, I was just like, he's such a jerk. Yeah. At yeah. least he was always a jerk to, uh, to Luke. And you guys talked about that before, where he was really nice to everybody else, like to Claire and everybody. But uh, whenever he was around Luke, he was just pushing his buttons and acting like a jerk. So in this, yeah. these two episodes, I was like, oh, okay, he's grown. I like him a lot better. And I'll, when we get to Shades, I'll say the same thing. Oh, cool. Well, yeah, we said, um, like, I think James was, I think Nutty said he's very hot and cold. And in these episodes, yeah. I think he becomes genuinely impressed with Luke and uh, Luke protecting these people. And that, I don't know. Yeah, he, he really, I love him in these episodes. And, yeah, he did make me cry in episode nine. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, One of my quotes from him at the church after the bullets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's my favorite quote. Yeah. Um, so Luke is talking to Tilda in the next scene, um, and he mentions that Tilda managed to heal James's hand because we get this whole thing where Tilda heals James's hand, um, and then is talking to her about her shop and everything, and then he's asking about the items that Bushmaster bought, and they sort of make a plan to get close to Bushmaster to get his blood because then they can create something that will stop him. Well, um, they don't specifically say that. She just says that she wishes that she had access Yeah, she to wishes it. she could. Uh, yeah, but, they, then, but they sort of insinuated that maybe she could, yeah. I don't know, Although create... Although she admitted that it wasn't 100% sure. Yeah, yeah, it's all very, you know, they don't know. But, um, yeah, she would like to get uh, Bushmaster's blood, which maybe she will by the end of this episode, guys. And then she also made a a deal with him that she'd tell trade her Bushmaster information in in exchange for what he knows about Mariah. Yeah, and you know that's never going to end well for her. Yeah, yeah. Luke will be like, well, so by the way, so she killed <laughs> she killed her cousin, <laughs> and she did this and that, and yeah, she's kind of crazy. 
Um, and then we don't see Luke for ages. The next time we see him is when Bushmaster turns up at the safe house, I think, and um, <laughs> is calling him out. And Luke, what does he do? Throws a cupboard through the uh, the no, window and the jumps the out. <laughs> is what? It was the coffee dispenser. Oh, the coffee dispenser with his yeah, dad. It- Oh, when he throws it out the window? Oh, it was a coffee dispenser. Oh, I didn't realise. I thought it was like a cupboard or something. Oh, that's awesome. No, no. Oh, that's great. But, so, uh, but you didn't talk about uh, when the dad sees the cars pulling up and Luke sees the cars pulling up and oh, they're on yeah. the floors. Oh, yeah, it was so good. And you just hear uh, the reggae playing. It's so creepy. Yeah, but no, I, I, I meant uh, what they said. I don't know. Yeah. It's breaking into quotes by saying that now. <laughs> oh, well, we find out where Luke gets his vocabulary from, I think. Yes. Yes. Okay, we'll leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they have arrived at the safe house, so Luke throws a coffee machine through the window and then jumps down, <laughs> um, just as Sheldon's, like, shooting the rocket launcher and everything. And then Luke says, um, uh, why shouldn't he give, uh, or, you know, it's like, why shouldn't he give uh, Mariah to Bushmaster? And he says he won't because he was raised better than that. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In that was right before the coffee machine, but yes. Oh, so good. Daddy. Oh, oh daddy. Tell me better. Oh. Yes, and the father is so proud. Oh, he's so proud. Um, and this or maybe time... he was talking about his mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> exactly. It's actually um, a dick in his dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean you, sucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want Luke to call people sucker more often. I love it. The Jamaican sucker. Oh, it's my favourite line still from last week. Uh, and he, this time he manages to stop Bushmaster from um, putting the powder in his face. It's going to paralyse him. Oh, uh, thank goodness. I would have been really annoyed if he fell for that twice. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, like, Bushmaster's a bit of an idiot because he's trying to stab Luke with this knife. And I'm like, you yeah. can't stab it. So I guess he's going for Luke's eye. So I was like, are Luke's eyes not indestructible? That's <laughs> what I was wondering. I like, if you hit someone's eye... Yeah, well, so well, you do... Isn't that how Claire had to get Oh, yeah! No, but that wasn't in his eye. That was around the back of his eye. Yeah. But so it wasn't it actually like through his eye. Yeah. yeah. So his they must be. It hasn't been established, but if he, he had a vulnerable point, that would be a logical place to try. True, yeah. I wonder... Yeah, I wonder. I'm, I, I mean, we, we spend way too long, like, trying to think of vulnerable places that Luke has on his body. <laughs> As opposed to Superman having a bullet bounce off of his eye <laughs> during the. Other I wonder if they'll ever do that. That would be awesome. Have a bullet bounce off Luke's eye. Oh, that'd be amazing. Uh, and this is when Bushmaster's taunting Luke, and he's like, "I'm always gonna come." And Luke's like, "Well, I'm always gonna be here to to beat you up." So there. And he uh, finally manages to beat Bushmaster, which is awesome. Um, but obviously, Mariah has disappeared. And so then Luke goes and sits with James at the ambulance. James is getting his blood pressure done. And James asks Luke to come back to Georgia with him. But Luke says his work in Harlem isn't done yet. And then James talks about his anger. Don't let it consume you. The best parts of you are from your mother. And I'm proud of you and I love you. And I was like, so beautiful. They're reconnecting. Got me right in the feels. Wow. It did. It really did. Uh, I think it's just because, like, the, the... they just play it so well. Yeah. And then I beautiful. wrote, I thought he'd get shot. <laughs> <laughs> or I thought he was going to be killed off. I wrote it twice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
And they, well, as they, uh, and also Luke tells his dad that he loves him as well. As they yeah. go to get something to eat, James flexes, fing- flexes his fingers again. See, my friend at work is convinced at this point, because they're watching upstairs as well, he's convinced that uh, uh, James has been poisoned but doesn't know it. Ah. By the nightshade. Not on or purpose. He... Yeah, I kept thinking something was going to happen with James, or he kept looking at his hand. I thought something was wrong with him. Yeah, because they keep uh, showing oh. him looking at his hand. Oh, I just assumed that he was flexing it because he was like surprised at how fast it was healing. I did. I was thinking more of the, an outside force was going to kill him. I hadn't even thought about the nightshade potion necessarily mm. hurt him. Well, they just keep kind of focusing that on nightshade is in it, don't they? Yeah. So that would be pretty funny though if it, suddenly he was bulletproof. <laughs> 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 like, or like because he's had the potion put on his his outside uh, wound. Yeah, or like his his one hand can punch harder than anything else. <laughs> <laughs> the only part that the nightshade touched, though. Like, so Iron Fist has got one, like, really hardcore yeah. fist, and then Pop's, uh, Pop's Cage has got the other one. Exactly. So, you know, and then, oh, that'd be amazing. They have to hold hands and fight crime. Have a the same hand on both sides. Yeah, exactly. Um, my other favourite bit with James in, I have to say, in these episodes is when they do the little prayer circle and he holds Misty's hand and then he just kind of looks at it and is like, <laughs> he does a double oh, take. okay, robot hand. <laughs> so good. I, I liked it when he made, um, when Luke came to rest, uh, get, convince him to leave the church and mm-hmm. he and uh, he's just like, no, I'm going to stay and give do a, the service or whatever. And uh, he's like, here, you can hand out the program. <laughs> like, oh, okay. <laughs> There's like literally, I have no other notes on Luke. It's so weird yeah, that these two no, episodes are so light on Luke. I mean, we get sort of more about his, you know, his anger. Obviously, he's got an anger problem, um, but that's about it, really. We don't get anything else. It's very strange. I didn't realize. These were so light on Luke the first time I watched them until I started making my notes. And I was like, yeah, there's not really much going on with him. Yeah. I did find it interesting that the dad was saying stuff about, like, don't let um, the dark side. Like, there's a lot of darkness in what uh, in the people that you're trying to help and mm-hmm. we're trying to feed and make sure that it, they don't drag you down. And it was interesting because that paralleled with what the uncle was saying to Bushmaster yeah. in a lot of in episodes where he was just like, don't let, I have a note later when we get to Bushmaster, but um, he, was, he was saying stuff like, don't let the uh, the darkness pull you in and that kind of stuff. And I was like, wow, that's very uh, Star Wars. <laughs> but <laughs> it was also interesting how it was paralleling between the two father figure kind of characters and the younger powerful character. Yeah. And it often parallels like last, uh, last week, the two episodes, it was um, all about forgiveness. You know, there was all the talk of forgiveness and it was, um, paralleling, uh, you know, the parallels were Luke uh, forgiving, talking with James about forgiving James, and then you had, like, Bushmaster, you know, or Nancy telling Bushmaster he has to not forgive, but he just has to kind of let it go, you know, move on and stuff, and Bushmaster mm-hmm. saying that he can't. So there are, there are a lot of parallels, and, like, Bushmaster even said to Luke, I think, um, in last week's episode, I think, where he said something like, in another life we could have been brethren, um, you know, they could have been brothers. They could have got on really well. Yeah. Not this life. No. Nope. Uh, so who do you want? To, who do you guys want to talk about next? Do you want to talk about Misty? Sure. Are we doing Tilda and Misty separate, or are we doing? Uh, I mean, sorry. 
uh, Tilda and Mariah separate? We'll do we'll do them together. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I think there's going to be quite a bit to talk about with them like this week. So I've yeah. got uh, Misty next, and then we can do Shades, and then Bushmaster, and then Mar- uh, Mariah and Tilda. Uh, okay. So Misty, um, I mean, most of the time we sort of see her is in the precinct. Obviously, at first we see her, she's sort of still um, really shook up over uh, Ridenhauer's death um, and blames Mariah for his death. Um, so most of it is, is kind of her clashing with Luke about what to do with Mariah. Um, yeah. when she's in her, uh, in his old office, looking at his awards and feeling quite sad, um, she has a cry and then Nandy enters and I was like, oh, I know what Tammy would do if she was Misty. She'd be like, oh, just get out of here, Nandy. You're the worst. Yeah, <laughs> I really, I just. My note already was, Nandy is so boring. She's so boring. I feel like Nandy's like, do you want me to sing you a song, Misty, to cheer you up? No! No, I can't. (laughs) Just go away. But I do like the moment where Nandy says, you know, there was a bet going on as to how long it would take Misty to come back. And then everyone bet on her, but Nandy said that uh, Misty would be back in three days because she knows her. So even though she doesn't like her, she knows that she won't quit. I thought that was yeah. good. I um, hadn't realized that they were that they had known each other so long. Like earlier, it sounded like they knew each other from when they were in police academy. But mm-hmm. this time, she was talking about you know a basketball team together and stuff, which made me think that maybe they had actually known each other from back in high school or something. Like being kids, yeah. I thought they knew each other from from school and stuff, like going way back. Yeah, that's they the never got on. But I hadn't realized that before. I just thought it was within the last 10 years as opposed to, like, the last 20 years of their lives. Yeah. 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 Poor poor Misty's had to put up with Nandy for that long. (laughs) I know. It was was also interesting that uh, she, Misty's um, quitting had not actually made it up to management yet, so. Yeah. So nobody knows. So now uh, Misty uh, is basically in charge. Um, and yep. that's because of something that might be in a little Easter egg later. Isn't that right, Tammy? Winky to That is true. Oh. Uh, so <laughs> until the replacement arrives, Misty is in charge. Um, and Misty, um, when Misty hears the name Comanche from Luke, she recognizes that name because Luke said it in his sleep after they had sex. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's not the name you want to hear after No. <laughs> I had completely forgotten that he said all these names in his sleep after the sex, and I was like, oh, yeah, he did do that. Oh, did he? I don't remember. Yeah, he said either. Shades, Comanche. Like, it was after, when he was asleep after they'd, they'd, um, they'd had sex, and he was saying these names. But I, I can't remember the like the details of the scene. I'll have to go back and watch it. But yeah, he definitely did do that. Oh, so maybe I he was. Having a nightmare. Maybe, maybe it was a nightmare yeah. They were beating him up. Yeah, I think he's dreaming about Seagate. Um, yeah, but I just I, thought that was hilarious. Totally forgot about that. <laughs> I thought they had just like, added it in as a convenient. Oh well, while it was off screen, you had to. You happened to have said this thing that we're now going to make canon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next time we see Misty is pretty much when she's having this, you know, sniping session with uh, Mariah, where they're just going back and forth, and it's when um, she tells Mariah that Ridenhauer is dead, and Mariah is genuinely, or seems genuinely she upset. Screamed. She she'd screamed, yeah. 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 We, we never see her show her emotions really that much like that. It was, yeah, it I was, it. yeah, it was great. <laughs> I mean, that, yeah, it was sad, but it was like, wow, okay. 
And then one of the things... Oh, oh, she's so good. When we get... Oh, we'll talk about her scene later. It's so good. Oh, yeah. Um, One of the things I noticed in this scene as well um, was that even though Misty obviously has the, uh, the new arm... She is still using her left arm, or she's actually using her left arm as dominant in a lot of the scenes. Um, yes. You know, like when she put hands the paperwork over or the photos in this bit. And I was like, that makes absolutely perfect sense. Because if, like, I, I know we sort of said she sort of gets used to this arm a bit too quick. But a lot of the scenes, she is just sitting there with it at her side and, and dominant, you know, predominantly using her left arm to do stuff. So I think that was a good choice um, by uh, the actress to do that. Yeah, I noticed that too, and I found it very interesting. Yeah, it, it just reminds you that, yeah, this is a robot arm, you know, might yeah. not work as well, uh, apart from like, beating people up. Yeah, I do like how Misty, kind of like how sassy she is throughout these shows, or just throughout this season, like, like how whoop, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So she's snipping back at people. Oh, I love it's her. It's funny. She's so great. I love Misty. Um... And uh, Misty also tells Shades that he's a suspect to Comanche's death and to Ridenhow's death because the, his uh, license plate showed that he was near the murder scene. Um, and this is where we get that weird call. I don't know if it's anyone's quote, but where Misty talks about fawns and cougars. Did anyone have that as a quote? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That was very, it was very strangely delivered. I was like, what? I had to rewind I it. I didn't understand how Mariah didn't know what a fawn was. Yeah. I was like, she's a really smart person. Like, yeah. I think well, I maybe it wasn't Mariah that didn't know. It was the audience that didn't know, maybe. Oh. But um, I got, like, it was a baby deer, but I, it was just a very weird way it was delivered. I had to rewind it and be like, uh, okay. I, don't know. I just needed Misty yeah, to explain the joke for everybody. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> She does it later as well, where Mariah's like, why are you looking up? She's like, I'm looking for... A bolt of yeah. lightning or whatever. It's like, Misty, stop explaining oh. your jokes. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> um, we get my favourite Misty moment in these episodes in the next scene, which is where she's reading the crime scene to Shades while wearing his shades. Yeah, I'm like, why is she wearing yeah, shades? Does she normally do that? This is so awesome. She just put his shades on. <laughs> she puts shades as shades on, oh, which is it. wonderful when she's talking to him. Yeah, uh, yeah jo- Josie was like, she looks so good with those sunglasses. Oh, she really like, does. <laughs> yeah, she's oh, she's awesome. And I love the way they shot this scene with like Shade sitting behind the desk, but they're still at the crime scene. Yeah, because I in like Misty's it. head they are. I thought it was so well done. Like yeah, I wrote that down also. Yeah, it's so cool. I love the way they do her sort of weird, as I call it, her Will Graham powers. Um. Missy realises that um, Ridenhauer couldn't have killed Comanche because the final fatal shot came from above and it was more emotional. Uh, it was emotional without thinking. So she explains her theory to Shades. I was thinking that at the time, when he did shoot him in the first place, I yeah. was thinking, has he never watched CSI? Um, yeah. There's no, they're going to not know that it wasn't him. <laughs> I wonder if like the first shot would have killed him, though, because he could have just let, let him to bleed out, you know? Well, that's what he initially says he was going to do. Oh. Then but why then did he, he shoot got, him again? Because he, he got emotional in oh. talking to him. Oh. And that's when he said, you know, that that my, that's when he did that whole line about his love blinding him to mm. the snitch that was inside of him. And then that's when he shot him, I think, the second time. He couldn't bear to look into those, those beautiful brown eyes anymore. Yeah. 
Um, uh, they don't have any evidence, obviously, as they are reminded by uh, our old friend Ben Donovan. Um, so, yeah, uh, that's the last bit of that Misty scene. Next time we see her is when Shades gives Misty his origin story, which we'll talk about when we talk about Shades. Um, I thought it was interesting that Misty still believes that Scarf went bad after his son's death, when we've seen, obviously, he was bad before. Well, it was implied that... It was implied, yeah. 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 But Misty still firmly believes. Whether or not... Yeah, sorry. No, that's all right. But we had the the bit with... um, uh, cockroach was before his son's death wasn't it where he suddenly found the gun but then they don't say for sure either that he hid the gun it's all implied yeah yeah yeah, yeah. which is cool that's true i i had gotten those in reverse order i forgot that that was before his son died i was thinking that was later but you're yeah. right order wise it would have made more sense if that happened first and then the son died and then he went even worse mm. yeah and then he went kind of crazy um so Misty goes to visit Bushmaster, um, arrives with Nandy and some other officers. The creepy reggae is playing again. Uh, This is at Harlem's Paradise. And uh, Misty gives him the search warrant. Um, Ben Donovan appears too, of course, because now he's working for them. And uh, Misty asks about the brownstone fire. But, I mean, this episode is full of people saying, oh, you don't have any evidence, go away. Uh, Which is basically what Bushmaster says to Misty, so she has to go. Um... Then I think we see her next when she shows up at Mother's Touch to hold off the stylers with the gunfire. Misty and Nandy are shooting from behind the counter. And then they all escort uh, Mariah and Tilda out of the shop to the safe house. Because uh, obviously Misty still has Danny's number. Uh-huh. Yeah, she does. Yep. Yep. I like Colleen as well, but I'm sorry. I want Misty and Danny. It'll be so interesting. It'd be so hot. Misty would tear tear him apart. It's <laughs> <laughs> for him the way that it's written this way, though. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so Misty, back at the precinct later, meets up with Nandy and the new uh, person in charge, which is our old friend, De- uh, Deputy Chief Priscilla Ridley, who we obviously know from last season, and yeah. who knows Mariah, because everyone knows Mariah. And Misty and Priscilla discuss the immunity deal for Mariah, Priscilla uh, will call another old friend, D.A. Blake Tower, to discuss. And they're going to keep the deal quiet. But what's that? Who's listening, Tammy? Who's that behind the glass? Ah. Uh, Sad sack, Nandy. Were you like, God damn it. <laughs> until that scene. You what? I wasn't expecting her to go bad until that scene. And I'm like, oh, yeah, she's totally bad now. Yeah, well, I'm glad it's her that went bad instead of Bailey, because I like Bailey. But she's, like, the most boring bad ever. Yeah. Like, she's just... It's not even interesting when she goes to see Bushmaster later. I'm just like, whatever. I don't... I just... I could not... It's not even like I hate her. At least then I'd feel like something toward her. But, like, she's just so dull. Yeah, and I, everything I agree. And she plays is just, like, so, like, one note. And, uh, I don't like her. <laughs> <laughs> In summary, Tammy does not like her. She's. I, I just think like uh, she could be more interesting. Uh, it would have been more interesting, honestly, if it was Bailey. That one bad. Yeah, yeah, because we've known him for longer. Yeah, and it would have been more interesting because Bailey also didn't want Mariah. I'm sure being let go. Mm-hmm. So 
it it would still work, and it just would be so much more interesting than on Nandi, who, whatever. We're supposed to have this, like, connection because she was friends with Misty for so long, but like we said at the beginning, it's like, I didn't even realize, same as you guys, like, she had known her that long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for ages. Can you say this actress is a singer? Yes. She's yeah. had albums released uh, as well. I don't know, she just doesn't convince me. <laughs> I don't know. Well, you guys thought that Tilda was going to be the other villain, but you didn't realize that it's actually Nandi. Is she, though? Is she really a villain? Her, like, plan falls apart right away, though. (laughs) When she takes over the stylers in episode 11, she's the villain. Oh, okay. (laughs) And she kills Bushmaster Tammy. Mm, Because that totally happens. Wink. Okay. Let's talk about Shades, because there's really no more Misty stuff. It's, uh... Well, actually, before we give up on Misty, um, one thing I did... In these two episodes, I found she was interesting because she's turned 180 degrees twice. In oh, yes, yeah, she has. We'll talk, yeah. So yeah, she even talks first, to Ridley about that. Oh, okay. Yeah, because at first um, she was like, totally, I am leaving. I am not going to be cop anymore. And then, oh, I'm going to be in charge. Okay, I'll back. <laughs> yeah. And then later on, she's like, no, there's no way in hell that we can do this deal for uh, for giving uh, Mariah the, the uh, free pass on the stuff there's no way no 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 and then all of a sudden okay fine <laughs> let's do it and yeah you're right the uh um the big boss was just like well i'm glad to see that you've advanced in in your ability to negotiate and i was like yeah but it kind of sucks <laughs> <laughs> yeah she says misty has grown i i was kind of sad that misty's back as a police officer i really thought that she was not going to be an officer for a lot longer and it was going to be set up for Heroes for Hire, because she can't... Uh, for Daughters of the Dragon, sorry. But she can't be in Daughters of the Dragon while she's a police officer. That's what I was expecting, too, was that she was going to quit and then it was going to lead into a Daughters of the Dragon situation. Or yeah. maybe she'd be a some sort of a, um, private investigator like Jessica Jones. Exactly. up with her. Yeah, so but, when she became a cop again, I was like, oh, shucks. Yeah, it seemed pretty fast. Yeah. I wish it had been for longer, like maybe another couple of episodes or something. I don't know. This this season, though, I feel is a lot better paced than season one. But there's some stuff that I wish they'd actually spent more time on. <laughs> okay, so that was it. Uh, I just uh, a note about her turning money degrees a couple times there. No, that's cool. No, that's important because I should have mentioned that as well. Um, let's talk about Sad Sack Shades um, at the start of uh, episode eight reflecting on killing Comanche while burning the evidence. And we know he's sad because he has what we used to call in X-Files, he has sad beard going on. Yeah. I thought it was because he was having flashbacks throughout the whole... Well, he's having flashbacks, (laughs) yeah. But he's got, like, that bit of stubble that's not quite stubble, it's a bit longer, and it's it's called sad beard. That's what I usually call it. It's where you're feeling sad, so you've let your stubble grow a little bit longer. Will, do you ever have sad beard? Uh, no, I'm pretty regular about shaving, even when I'm sad. So. Aww. <laughs> I want to imagine you sadly shaving now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want you to ever be sad. Oh, I know. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, so next time we see him is when he's sitting with Comanche's mum, and we oh, find out oh, a bit about their history. Oh, he met oh, Comanche when they were six. Six. Yes. Oh, and best friends. Best friends. For, oh, man. And, like, obviously we're reminded as well that um, in this episode that, um, you know, Romeo, her other son, is dead. And then Zip is dead, which was Romeo's son. And Shades killed Zip as well. So he killed her son and her grandson. Oh. 
It's oh, I didn't make that connection. Yeah, because like we have the little flashback of him shooting Zip, and Zip yeah, was Romeo's son. Was. Yeah. I, I couldn't remember who Zip was. I re- just remembered that he had killed some other guy that was was uh, potentially sketchy, but I couldn't remember the connection between those. Mm. And she thinks I that the Comanche... It was sad to see Zip get killed again. Oh, I know. <laughs> Zip. The mum thinks that Shades is lying to her because she can't believe that he would be a, that Comanche would be a snitch. And then he says he'll take care of of her and he gives her money. And then when he leaves, she just starts crying. And it, yeah, oh, it's so sad. sad. It's so sad. And yeah, if you, like, all sad. around the, the room is just photos of like her sons and her grandsons. And you just think they're all dead. It's, it's awful. Like she didn't want the money, but she probably really needs it, so she has to take it. And just, uh, yeah. Really... And that's what he said. He said, both you and I know you don't want to take this, but we also both know that you need it. Yeah, even if it's for funeral arrangements, I mean, she's going to need it, you know. it's Yeah, that's yeah, not cheap. It's, it's so sad. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, what cojones does he have to actually show up? Oh, I know. I know. And it's... And he was at, sorry. No, go, go on, go, go on. No, go ahead. It seemed like the way that he was trying to um, explain what happened, like he was saying stuff like uh, the the guy, the Comanche I knew would never do this kind of thing, like mm-hmm. as though he was kind of distancing himself from the fact that well, the person I actually cared for would never act this way, so therefore it's okay exactly. that I killed him. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's so sad. <laughs> like I just I feel so bad for Comanche's mom. Yeah. You know, it's, oh, it's, yeah, it's awful. Or Darius's mum, you should say, she won't have him be called Comanche. Um, Which I don't Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it wasn't who he was to her. No, he was her son. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, next time we see Shades is when Mariah's um, talking about the crime scene with him. Um, I love the moment, obviously, when we, we have Donovan representing Shades and basically says they have no evidence. And then he gets a phone call, exits, and then comes back and goes, uh, no, actually, I'm no longer representing you. Goodbye. Yep. <laughs> Which I totally saw cut happening. I did. I was surprised to actually see him there in the first place. Because I was like, they have no money. Why is he even coming? He must not know yet. And then when he got the phone call, I'm like, oh, he's now not going to know. It's so good. And Shades oh, is, like, genuinely thing. like, what? <laughs> what the hell? It was, I found two things interesting about that. One was that Misty totally jumped on it and made it look like Mariah was the reason and that she had pulled him and that she was turning her back on him because she didn't want to get sucked into the um, the cop murder type of, of rap. Mm-hmm. And uh, so she was, and she didn't know that. She was just making it up just to kind of get under his skin, which I could totally see happening in yeah. real life. And then the other thing was uh, they, they were saying that the reason why he was a suspect was because he had been seen uh, before and after the murder um, within, in, in, let's see, they said near the first time, and the second time they said uh, within a mile. Mm-hmm. And at one point they said uh, within, oh, I don't 30 I blocks or something. Said, yeah, it was yeah, 30, 30 blocks. blocks, which I'm like, that's really far. Yeah, that's not, yeah. <laughs> I looked it up, actually, because I was curious. Okay. Yeah, so apparently if you're going north and south in Manhattan, uh, it's 20 blocks a mile. So okay. he was actually like a mile and a half away. Uh, but if you're going... Uh, cross, then each block, because the avenues, it's wider, um, they're three times the, su- the the distance of the north-south one, so in that case, it would have been even further away. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, like, their driving in New York wider. is not fast. It's not no. like, <laughs> it's, 
that's still far away, I feel like. <laughs> that's what I was thinking, too, because, yeah, you're right. I mean, there's traffic lights every every single block. It's not like you can skip some. Yeah. Yeah. And it's very rare that you get on a line where you can actually, like, get a green light and then a green light and then a green light. <laughs> it doesn't happen. <laughs> it's like the driving miracle. The driving miracle. <laughs> yes. So, anyway, sorry. That was, that was no, it's fine. About this section. It's fine. I, I just love seeing, like, shades really shaken by that. Shaky shades. Yeah. It's great. The lawyer, uh, actually, while we're in this section, the lawyer was such a jerk. Because he's like, uh, wonderful performance, two-handed clap. Oh, <laughs> like, he's such an awesome. Get another dig on her having one arm. Yeah. Yeah, everyone's just, uh, everyone's just being mean to Misty. But luckily, Misty's not that bothered. <laughs> She's just kind of like, yeah. oh, whatever, you know. Yeah. It's just like, whatever. Um, so, uh, next time we see Shades is when he's telling Misty his origin story. What do you guys think about this? <laughs> uh, where he, uh, got his, uh, sunglasses because they look like the ones out of Top Gun. I was like, yes. okay, like, Will, Will, tell me what you think about this. I was a bit like, they obviously have the revelation that he, um, was in a relationship with Comanche in prison, um, last episode. But then since then, they've had it like he cries at whatever that show was. I can't remember. They said last yeah, week. Yeah, This Is Us. They yeah. cries at This Is Us. <laughs> and like he loved Top Gun. And I'm like, OK, come on. <laughs> like, it's just <laughs> laying it on a bit thick. I don't know what you think. Yeah, I was, um, I don't know. I was, I was expecting Misty maybe to be a little more, after hearing his story, maybe be a little more sympathetic or at least pretend to be. Mm-hmm. A little more sympathetic to him, just to try to get him to speak. Well, she was. He was really close to. Yeah, because I mean, she was talking about how well anyone can die in this life, and um, but and it's usually yeah, someone's actual friend that does it, and how could that happen? Let me know your perspective and stuff. So she was totally using that towards in her advantage, and she was mm-hmm. pretending to be on his side. And how could you let? Um, I mean, I, Mariah's totally throwing you under the bus. How can you yeah. do that? Yeah, and I think he is—he is shaken by everything because he is like, where is you know, where is Mariah? You know, she has just seemed to abandon him. Yeah. Um, we also yeah. have to remember that he shot Misty in season one, so she's you know yes. not that happy with him. Like he almost caused her her arm to fall off the first time. <laughs> <laughs> Which you were not at all sad about. <laughs> oh, I'm so sad. <laughs> we're just sad it stayed on. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, she actually mentioned at one point. Yeah, she, she said, said about being out. shot or something. Yeah, exactly. That, yeah, the last time I saw him was in the basement after he tried to kill me or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because I completely forgot about it from season one. I was like, oh, yeah, her arm nearly fell off then. And I was super yes. sad that it didn't. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, it was hanging on by a thread. Um, can we talk about as well the moment where Misty leaves and uh, Shades gets the photo of Comanche and kind of strokes it a bit and I'm like oh and then pushes it aside and then pushes it away yeah oh it's sad the next scene is one of my favourite scenes of him the uh, Mariah and Shades in the burnt brownstone I love this scene take it away go for it so Mariah's there crying in her burnt out house digging around, trying to find the gun so she has some way of protecting herself. He comes in. He's accusing her of, of ditching him at the police station. She's accusing him of uh, being a snitch. They clear the air. 
<laughs> they have a legitimate argument, clear the air, and are back in supporting each other and building each other up. And he's telling her how much that ever since she threw the cousin out the window and killed him, that uh, she is a gangster and, and that uh, she has to embrace it. And he'll be there to, to support her in, in becoming who she really should be. And, and I was just like, this is like the best relationship in the entire series. <laughs> and they're the bad guys. How is this possible? <laughs> And I like that he legitimately does... It. He says to her, rightfully so, I told you not to sell the gun business. This is your fault. Yes. And I was like, yeah. it is your fault. It is your fault, Mara. I know! But that was part of their argument to clear the air, that, yes, mm-hmm. this is your fault. I'm not going to take the blame for this. You're trying to blame me, but I tried to warn you this was going to happen. Yeah. And then they both get come to a common understanding. Plus, it was lit so beautifully. It was, yeah. With it the was... light behind them, and they're all in the dark, but they've got this glow around them and everything. And it's like a one shot as well, isn't it? One take, I think. Um, I don't maybe. know if they cut. I can't remember. But it, it feels like they didn't cut. It just felt like it was one. It was really well done, this scene. And at the I end... I was just glad, because like, I'm just like, oh, I'm finally back on board with their relationship. Because it doesn't... <laughs> It seems more equal again versus before where it became more like mother-son and it was... More creepy. Gross. Yeah. Yeah. And at the end, we see that he has her gun as well that she's looking for. Mm-hmm. Mm. Hope nothing happens with that gun. I I don't, I don't trust Shady Shades anymore. <laughs> Shady yeah, Shades. Well, that did make me start to wonder about him because I... Over the last several episodes, I've been growing. He's grown on me. The whole first season, I was like, who's this creepy stalker guy? But then in this season, he's been very supportive and positive and, and saying how much he um, he appreciates her strength and all this stuff. And I'm like, you know, he's really grown on me. <laughs> but Yeah, I like him a lot more in season two. The gun, I was like, oh, no, something's <laughs> going to happen. <laughs> and we have um, him. He also says... You know, she should be, a, you know, she's a queen and everything. And yeah. um, Mariah repeats that line to Luke later when she says, yeah. you know, Harlem yeah. doesn't need a protector or whatever it is. He needs a queen or a hero. He needs a queen. And the last time we see Shades is right at the end of uh, episode nine, where he's like, hey, Mariah, I got you a present. <laughs> and opens the trunk of his car and has a Nancy in the trunk. Poor Nancy. Yeah. He can't get a break. Well, there was the part before that where uh, she tries to call him. Oh, yes, he- yeah. Yeah, he and, ignores the call because um, it's an unknown number. Yeah, and she's like, and, why are you my call? Yeah, and he's over at Gwen's at that point. Yeah, so we know something's going to happen. Yeah, I forgot about that moment. Yeah, and then he manages to get a Nancy, and I was like, poor Nancy. I know, I feel like, so bad Like, he just can't get him. a break. <laughs> oh, I feel, I feel really bad for him. Right, so we have left to talk about Mariah and Tilda or Bushmaster. Who do you want to talk about? Uh, oh. I guess... Bushmaster. Okay. Yeah, let's get him over with. Yeah, okay. So, in Holland's Paradise, uh, we see that they've got a new portrait on the wall. I'm not sure who this guy is. Is he, like, royalty of... It's something to do with Jamaica, but I'm not sure who it was. Or a general or someone. He was almost acting like he was his father, but I didn't think that that could have been, so I didn't understand it either. I I wasn't sure who, who it was. Um, and Nancy and Bushmaster are talking and they, uh, Bushmaster says that every penny that the Harlem's Paradise makes is going to go back to Jamaica to help the youth. I was like, good yeah. on you. You might be a crazy yeah. bastard, but, you know, it's all about helping the youth. <laughs> all about helping the youth. Black, Black Panther would approve because he's about helping, you know, the youth of L.A. And Bushmaster's helping the youth of Harlem. We need more people helping the, the youth. 
The what? That, that desk in that office. Oh, it's so beautiful with the, the polished wood. It's gorgeous. Yes, and the stripes in it. Oh, so pretty. Every time that, uh, that they have a scene in that office, I basically spend the entire time looking at that desk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, it's it's gorgeous. Yeah. I mean, the set design in the show is always, you know, beautiful. Uh, so yeah, Nancy Master's wearing all like the the nice suits that he's got those perfectly fitted suits, mm-hmm. and he looks beautiful in those suits. Yeah. yeah. Oh, this is a, where the uncle makes the very Star Wars line. Oh, about... go, yeah, it's, yeah. I can't remember exactly what he says, but it's about you know darkness and. I fear we... the darkness. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> hate leads to darkness. Fear leads to hate. Whatever. I don't know. Yeah. He says that he he agrees with um, the results of Bushmasters, what he's done, but he doesn't agree with the um, the methods that he goes about it. Yeah, and he says that his mother wouldn't have approved of. Yeah. I really like the uncle. I um I have to say he's usually I mean other than the fact that he's kind of sitting by while uh, all sorts of killings are going on and stuff <laughs> and to take over the world. But he usually has positive things to say of, uh, or, or good advice that is not being listened to. Mm-hmm. I was expecting Bushmaster to like rage at his uncle at some point. Yeah. Take him out, but he's pretty calm. Well, I guess he did scream a few times, but not not really at Anansi. Yeah, and yeah. he doesn't hit him or anything. Or- this yeah. poor little kid that has to come in, though, to tell him that... Um, you know, <laughs> Mariah and Tilda are still alive and they got rescued by Luke because he's like, who who did it or whatever? And the kid's like, Luke Cage. And I was like, oh, no. And he rips the chair. Yeah. So good. My mom used to do free upholstery work and that is not easy to do. But then he hurt his hand, and I couldn't tell if he cut it or if he just, like, overstrained it. They didn't really show any blood, yeah. so I couldn't really tell. I just thought he got a really bad splinter. It was, like, <laughs> like, the worst. And there's all sorts of uh, uh, nails and, and uh, staples in there, so. Ugh. Yeah, like, he just, oh, he, I, I love this actor so much in this role. He's just, oh, he's so great. He's scary, you know, when he loses his temper. Yeah. Um, I mean, even when... Um, he seems kind of scary. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's just so big. He's so he's big and he's so intense. Yeah. Yeah, there exactly. Is, I mean, he's, he's all angles. There is no, like, soft spots on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look into those intense blue eyes. <laughs> <laughs> so beautiful. His eyes are just... <laughs> oh, I love his eyes. Beautiful. What's the word they keep saying? Pick me, pick, pick me. Pick me for, like, yeah. kids. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love it every time he says that. <laughs> yeah, because he even refers to like um, Tilda as Tilda. a pygmy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was really glad that they had. The, um, I always have the captioning on, like you do, Claire, because I can't understand a lot of. <laughs> like if if, they, if anyone blurs their speech at all, I have trouble hearing it. So uh, I always have the captioning on anyway. But in this particular season, I was so glad I had the captioning. Oh yeah. Then it just translates everything he says, and I'm like, oh, good. I, w- I wouldn't have had a clue what they were saying if I didn't have it on, I think. Me neither. Yeah. Any sort of accents I have yeah. trouble with, it, or if someone mumbles, I have trouble with it, so I just leave the captioning on all the time. Yeah. Uh, so later... Oh, the Bush- poster, by oh, the way... I'm looking it up as well. Starby. Oh, who's that? He was a um, black nationalist who was pretty important in Jamaica. Oh, okay. 
Oh, that makes sense. There were a couple people referenced here and there that I didn't quite catch, and I didn't really know what was going on. I was going to say, I think he actually does reference Marcus Garvey yeah. later on, or at some point, so that makes sense, and that's why he references him. He's even got a poster of it. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, thank you for the because I was wondering that, but I didn't bother looking at <laughs> <laughs> Well, I've got a question for you guys to answer by the end of the episode. You have just taken over Harlem's Paradise. Congratulations. You've won it from Bushmaster. <laughs> what portrait do you put up above that desk? Have a think. Let oh, me know later. Mm. Have, a, have a think about it. Uh, so Maxfield later. <laughs> Which one? Maxfield Parish. So later on, Bushmaster's hand's still hurting and he wants more nightshade because he wants to kill Moriah. And I was like, well, why didn't you kill her in the first place? Rather than let Tilda there to possibly rescue Mariah. He'd watched too many James Bond movies. Exactly. Bushmaster, you are crazy. Um, I love that Sheldon calls Bushmaster me dads. He's like, what's the plan, me dads? I was like, me, me dads? What? I love it. Uh, Bushmaster says Luke owes him a death. Um, he's going to take something Luke loves and squeeze. And we're like, well, it's not Claire, but a bum. Ha ha. Anymore, anyway. <laughs> Uh, so later on, we see Bushmaster. Wait, wait. In, in that scene, though, he, um, he he made a make it so comment, which I was laughing because earlier it was reminding me of Star Wars, and now it was reminding <laughs> me of Star Trek. <laughs> like, wow, these guys are really into their sci-fi. Bushmaster's like a total sci-fi nerd. He loves it. He is. I love. Yeah, it'd be so great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he finds the empty box for the nightshade, and he needs more to stay strong. Um, but Nancy tells him you can't replicate replicate the herb from the Blue Mountains, um, and uh, so Nancy leaves upset. And this is when Shades is watching from the car. So this is yeah. obviously when he's a- attempting, or he's going to try and nab him. Uh, Bushmaster does attempt to replicate the ritual, but we don't really know how well it works. We're guessing it doesn't. <laughs> so Otherwise, you wouldn't be after Tilda's shop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So he goes to the shop and goes crazy, and he's like, "She's." You're taking it all, and I was like, "Well, you looked in one drawer, like Bushmaster. Like, be a bit more thorough. Come on. I know you're. I know you're in a hurry, but like, you just look in one drawer, dude. Like, there's a lot of drawers in that over, shop. And he steps over all of his injured minions. Yeah. While he's going in, he's like, "Yeah, I'm stepping over this one guy who's got a bullet hole in, <laughs> and I'm stepping over this other guy who's got a broken arm, and I'm yeah. just going to dig in the drawer." <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Uh, Anansi tells Bushmaster that his body, mind, and soul are being destroyed by Nightshade. And refuses to give him more. And then this is when we find out that they are trying to grow nightshade instead of weed now. Yeah. Um, so I th- was like, is that is that the best guys to have you grow it? Okay, I guess. Sure. <laughs> they can grow things in general. Like I don't <laughs> like what are your thought process for this? <laughs> It'd be unlikely that they steal any. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. If they do, you'll know who did it. It's because they're <laughs> You're the one really strong guy you can't take down. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't understand what happened to all our surplus. Oh, wait a minute. Fred is dead because he tried to smoke some nightshade. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, they all just, like, he gets he gets back and all of the stylers are just <laughs> dead because they've all been, like, toking the nightshade. <laughs> I also, I want to do an album called Toking the Nightshade. Oh. Oh. <laughs> This idiot goon of his is playing with the little grenade thing. I'm like, what are you doing, you idiot? But obviously, <laughs> it's just so we we know it's going to come back later. 
uh, and indeed it does. But first of all, we have uh, when Bushmaster turns up to fight Luke, um, and obviously we've we've kind of talked about most of that, where Luke manages to beat him finally. And, uh, you know, Bushmaster's like, I'm always going to be here. I'm always going to come after you. And it's like, whatever, I'll always stop you. And then at the very end of the episode, Bushmaster's obviously seen Daredevil season one, where Kingpin <laughs> sat in a truck and monologued and then took everyone out because he sits in this truck and tells a little story as well. And I was like, oh, you're doing yeah. a Kingpin. Awesome. Yeah, that was a long monologue. <laughs> yeah. But- if I'm ever a SWAT yeah. person, I might be a SWAT person in the future, I don't know, and I'm, like, escorting a prisoner and they start doing a crazy long monologue, I'm going to cut them off and be like, eh, 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 no, because I know you're planning something when you reach the end of your monologue. Because <laughs> it yeah, always let me know when you're getting close to the end. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I can prepare. Yeah, exactly. But, did you notice he gave him the finger before he opened his hand? Oh, yeah. I loved it. It was so good. <laughs> I, I missed it the first time when I was going back to take down notes. I was like, hey, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> and it's this whole story about Nanny and the Maroons of how they resisted the British and ran off to the Blue Mountains and led raids on plantations to rescue the children and put the heads of the oppressors on spikes. And I was like, well, British now we know where... Oh, we're the worst. I'm, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah, we're terrible. It's true. <laughs> we have a long history of being the worst. <laughs> and right well, at no, the I end... Think we've taken over as being the worst. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. I think Theresa May's, you know, <laughs> trying. She's pretty bad. Oh, she's, she's doing pretty her best, really. She's doing her best to get that crown. Exactly. It is hard yeah. to outworst Trump. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Make up for last time. So right at the end, uh, Tilda arrives back at a shop and we find Sheldon waiting with the injured Bushmaster and he needs more nightshade and he is not looking good. And that was Bushmaster. So let's talk about Tilda and Mariah because there's so much to talk about. Um, I mean, really, we could probably skip the first episode, can't we, and go straight to the second? Is there anything you guys want to talk about? Apart from it's um, it's Mariah lying to the police, as always. I mean, the first kind of big scene I think we get between the two of them is when Tilda is at the shop and she's frantically packing, and then Mariah says that she has nothing left except Tilda, but Tilda says that she never had Tilda, she tossed her away at birth. And that this is where Mariah talks more about Tilda's birth. It was 22 hours and Mum and Mabel took Tilda immediately and gave yep. her to the Johnsons um, because... Uh, and that's why she said... Uh, Mariah says that she was worried about losing Tilda all over again in the fire. And Tilda had a picture of um, of Mariah growing up. Uh, her foster mother always you know, made sure she knew who her real mother was. And Mariah says she loves Tilda. And then Tilda cries, and this is when she goes to show all about the nightshade and everything like that. So we obviously know now that Mariah is a liar, liar, pants on fire, Mariah. (laughs) Yes. Almost Mariah on fire, but right now it's just her pants. (laughs) Yeah. But I thought that was a nice scene. Did you guys ever think that they were properly going to kind of reconnect? Is that what you thought was going to happen, Tammy? Like, they're going to reconnect and Tilda's going to become her evil apprentice? Yeah. Yeah. Although I still think she'll be evil. I still say she's going to be evil. 
Why is she going to be evil? Right She's against Mariah, and Mariah is evil. Therefore, Tilda oh, is good. So is, delicious, so delicious, ricey good. And Bushmaster is against <laughs> Mariah, too. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering if she was going to team up with Bushmaster as revenge against Mariah yeah. at the end of this. <laughs> exactly. Mm. It could go one of two ways. She's either trying to collect some uh, some samples of his blood to figure out how to defeat him, or else she is uh, going to join teams with him. Yeah, or she might just take him down because if he's hurt and she figures out how to work the magic or whatever, then she could just take it all for herself and, like, he'll be out of the picture. And for her, Harlem is her birthright, too. Yeah. Well, if we're jumping around, I uh, and we're jumping around sure. about Tilda and suspicions about her, <laughs> um, when they first get to the safe house or the, the safe location, um, she says she has to go to the bathroom. And I was just cracking up because on the one hand, I was just like, I was thinking, well, this is refreshing because they never have people go to use the rest exactly. in the middle of, of a show. So then I was thinking, but wait a minute, what is she up to something? Is she like taking drugs on the side and she doesn't want anyone to know? So she needs to go to the bathroom. It, 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 on the one hand, it was funny. But on the other hand, I was just like, am I looking more into this than there actually is true? She's snorting that nightshade in the bathroom. Well, she had been like burning stuff and smelling it to see what the uh, reaction, the combinations were when she was kind of trying to figure out what it was that he had asked and what it was going to use it for. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bushmaster earlier, so I was just kind of like, "All right, what is she up to? Is, does she really have to pee, or is this something more?" <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about her um, talking to James, like when she's healing James? Because it seems like a, a nice sort of scene. I don't think she's got any ulterior motives. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought. But I'm like, well, why you keep? Why do you keep jumping to immediately use nightshade when you're healing people? I know your name in the comics is nightshade, but you know. Yeah, she happened to have some in her pocket because of <laughs> when she bugged out of the place. So maybe it's worth. Oh, I just happened to have some. Let me just put it into a potion for you. Yeah, but she's like, yeah. it's good for everything. She's like, oh, you know, you can use it for this and that, blah blah blah. And I'm like, is that because it cures everything because you're dead? So therefore, you haven't got any symptoms anymore. Oh my god! Anymore. Mm. <laughs> no, maybe. Uh, <laughs> and James kind of comforts her a bit. Um, what do you guys think about the scene where James and Mariah are chatting and they're kind of being a bit flirty? I was like, mm, uh, this is weird. She was totally manipulating him, and he was totally falling for it. And I was like, hi. Oh Mariah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because she's doing it, obviously, just to steal his phone, because at the end she steals the phone. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I love, like, I love that like James... Little yeah, little pictures of Luke, yeah. But when he, she was like, have you got any photos? And he's like, of course. I wanted to see like ones of him as like a little toddler or a little goofy yeah. kid. But they seemed like they were him of like a, as a teenager and stuff. Yeah, I noticed that, too. I was thinking baby pictures were going to show up, too, but it didn't. But That'd then, be... how many people carry baby pictures of a 30-year-old in their phone? <laughs> God, I think my mum does. I think she's got baby pictures of me. Ooh. Oh, really? Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I love it, though. I love these two talking. Um, so this is when Mariah goes to call Shades, but he ignores her, the unknown number. And Tilda approaches, and obviously now Tilda has found out all about Mariah. So Mariah's angry that Tilda helped Bushmaster because she knows that. And um, Tilda's angry at Mariah because she knows that he, he she killed Cornell. And this is when Mariah talks about the Stokes curse and that Dillard is a fantasy, Stokes is real. And obviously at that point, I guess we think she's talking about herself 
that she's never a Dillard, she's actually a Stokes, but really she's also talking about Tilda because of what we find out. So talk me through this scene, guys. This is the big scene of these episodes. Yes, this is a great scene. This is, oh. Tilda, so excellent. I mean, and they actually let her cry, like a real person crying with snot and drool and everything, and she still looked beautiful and, oh, broke my heart. She's a good cry. Could have been up to stuff with earlier with the bathroom scene. This whole scene, it, I was just like, oh, poor Tilda. Yeah. So I mean, she does tell her to start the conversation. Today is not the day, Matilda. <laughs> when you start poking at her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but she didn't I, listen. It was, I suspected who Tilda's dad was as oh, soon yeah. as yeah. the other guy had, had said, does she even know how old she was? I was like, oh, okay. So the yeah. still dad. Yeah. Yeah, but when you're hearing sort of the details of it, like, and you, you feel bad for Mariah as well because, you know, Mariah, we sort of find out, like, a lot of things, we find out where Black Mariah came from um, as a nickname, yeah. and it's because her skin was so much darker. Because I think she said, um, you know, her skin was a lot darker. Although I don't, like, I don't find her skin particularly dark compared to, like, the rest of the family that we've seen, like, the actors, so... I don't know, but they, you know, sort of mention that as a as a thing. And then obviously we find out as well. So she was obviously had an issue with that. And then we find out about um, uh, how much she loved Uncle Pete growing up. And then he obviously started to abuse her. And it's just horrible. It's so horrible yeah. to listen to, you know. With the skin yeah. tone thing, I thought that it was more of her compared to the other kids in the neighborhood as opposed to oh. other family yeah oh okay oh right I I only thought it was that because they were talking about this whole thing about the Dillards are Creole and light-skinned the Stokes um, are darker-skinned yeah but she didn't meet the Dillards till she was that's true yeah so that makes so yeah yeah, I'm talking a load of rubbish yeah because they talk about Jackson (laughs) having light light skin and green eyes I think and Tilda says that she thinks Mariah is angry at her because she didn't inherit the dad's like lighter skin or something like that but obviously it's nothing yeah. to do with that it's because she's you know yeah that was never gonna happen yeah exactly <laughs> unfortunately father yeah so she looks too much like the actual father not yeah and she says like you know tilda was brought her joy and her deepest shame and we know immediately then we're like oh here it comes and you know it's just it's just so sad you know that she marries this guy and she actually loved him. I mean, obviously, yeah. and I, he probably loved her, you know, as well. But you know, I was obviously wasn't going to settle down with. Was kind of forced into settling down with a woman by his parents, um, because yeah. they were rich and stuff. So you, I just feel so bad for Mariah all the way through this. But she is a monster. I feel I feel so bad for Tilda as well. No, and, and she yeah. she married him knowing like he's oh, not yeah. going to love her that way, and she just wanted out and away from her family and to mm-hmm. like have a good name behind. So for her, it was a win situation regardless. Yeah, yeah. And the only and person was- that ever told her, like her whole life, really, that ever told her she was smart and beautiful, was Uncle Pete. And like when she said she loved him until he started sneaking into her room. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So then you know the only reason he did it was to groom her, mm-hmm. to be compliant yeah. to. But we kind of knew a lot of this already from season one, right? Yeah, yeah. I felt like I'd already known that. But we never knew that, that, like, he was the father and stuff. Like, we knew no, no, there was well, something yeah, going on. Because we, Yeah, because we know, like, obviously Cornell. But it's just the way she plays it. I mean, she's amazing oh, yeah, yeah. in this role. Yeah. She's so good. It was a great scene. 
and like you know she brings back the whole family first thing again and I love like the family first as a motto you know the Stokes family motto it just has so many different meanings in this show you know um it yeah. can be thrown back as an I insult was... at each other it can be it's just, oh, I just love it it's so good yeah it was interesting she... that she took till the back too that's... yeah she got mm-hmm. yeah after mama Mabel had a stroke and she managed to to get Tilda back finally. <laughs> I, I was thinking like it sounded like maybe it was three or so. Yeah, I think so because she because uh, Tilda vaguely remembers being with the Johnsons, so she's probably yeah yeah three three four I don't know. Um, but oh, this scene when she and she just turns around to her at the end, she's like, I never she never wanted it. She never wanted Tilda. She tried to love her, but she doesn't. Oh, it's just it's yeah. so awful. Yeah. I felt so bad for Tilda in that. I mean, I felt bad for Mariah, too, but then at the same time, you're like, I feel bad for you, but you're a, such a horrible person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whereas no, Tilda I, didn't seem yeah. to have done anything to deserve that. No, I think Tilda was right. She's a monster. Like, yeah. to say that to her, she's a monster. It's, she, um... It's, like, she's not she's not a teenager having to relive and deal with this. She's been dealing with this. She's known for her whole life. Mm-hmm. And she chooses to take it out on Tilda, and uh, the only reason she brought Tilda into her life for for the season of Luke Cage was because she wanted something out of her. She was going to mm-hmm. get something because she had Tilda around. Not because she cared about her. She's never mm-hmm. cared about her. And yeah. so it's just like, no, you're. she really is a monster. Like, what she mm-hmm. did is terrible. Yeah. yeah. She, the only reason why she reconnected with Tilda at all is as a political yeah. move. It was because yeah. she, was, was, she needed to have a family member to show the whole family first thing. And it's like, yeah, I, of course I feel bad that Mariah's had to go through that, but Again, she's, she's oh a, yeah, she well, is a monster. This, she 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 almost still uses it as an excuse to do bad things, and it's like mm-hmm. you can't you can't keep doing that and think that that's okay. She sort of says about the Stokes curse as well, and I I think it's kind of like the whole sort of nature versus nurture thing because they kind of say oh it's you know it's the Stokes curse, but then you think of all the things that happened to Mariah, of how that's shaped her into this monster that she is you know and that's not feeling sympathetic to her but she's just had all these horrible things happen to her and the same thing with Bushmaster you know when you hear about you know his his, what's happened to him um you know but the the thing with Mariah is Mariah she can't blame everything on that one thing no she never rises above it yeah exactly Mariah's out for Mariah and nobody else. And she earlier she already had proven that when they were at the police station, and she leaves without shades. Mm-hmm. <laughs> at first she says she stayed around uh, to wait for him, and then she changed her mind. She's like, no, we're gonna leave now. And uh, uh, what was his name? Sugar, mm-hmm. candy, sugar, <laughs> sugar. <laughs> <laughs> Whether or not she was. Uh, they should wait for him, and she's like, "No, he can take care of himself." And then she just leaves. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, she's she just is a monster. Her. Yeah, I feel so bad for Tilda. And like you said, Tammy, I think last week when they find the heads in the center, you know, and her reaction was very realistic. And I think yeah. like her reaction to this is very realistic. Like the way she does the crying, yeah. she's. I think she's a really good oh, actress. Yeah. yeah. Um, when you guys were talking last week about with the the one tear going down the the artistic tear and I was laughing because I was thinking about this scene and I was just like yeah uh we got a non-artistic tear <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, it's not. It's a non-Dean Winchester tear. This is messy crying. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not in everything. It's a full-on ugly cry, but she's still beautiful while she's doing it. I I was just amazed that she did such a great job on that scene. Mhm. Yeah, she's. I think she's really great. Uh, any other notes on the characters, guys? No, I don't think I don't have any. Where we've uh, got a. Um, I loved. Oh wait, wait, no. I, oh I god. For Mariah. Okay. Picking up the gun. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. The, the, yeah. The out and they're they're cringing behind a, a table or something, and then she sees the gun and she picks it up and she starts stomping her way out, shooting everyone in her way. I was just like, oh, this is actually. I mean, she's not a nice person, and I never would want to meet her in real life. But at the same time, <laughs> you have to give her props for that because I mean, come on. Yeah. She's such a no, yeah. She's a, she's a great villain. Like, oh, she's brilliant. <laughs> I know. She's a great villain, and, and I keep going back and forth between, like, really admiring her and, and really despising her. <laughs> and just, like, within those two scenes, which were maybe, like, 20 minutes or 15 minutes apart, and you go from absolutely hating her to be like, oh, wow, she's really amazing. I think she's she's so... She, she does just blow me away in these episodes. I think she's... Yeah, she's incredible. And I think often the villains are the strongest yeah. performances in these shows. You know, I think she's one of the, the great villains in this. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, she's just, she's fantastic. Yeah. Her walking alone, at the very end where she's walking alone, I was surprised that she and Tilda had split up and gone their separate ways and Tilda seemed to have been following her out with the gun. But at the same time, after their pre it mm-hmm. makes sense that they wouldn't necessarily stay together after they got away. Yeah, they're, but, uh, they're not really going to make up, I, I don't think, after that. <laughs> no. But I, yeah. I found it was interesting that she she did get Tilda out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that. Yeah. Well, because she probably and can still get some nothing. stuff from her. I mean, right, you know. Yeah, she's probably, probably like, what else can I get from her, you know? Yeah, that's true. But now she's fully, um, like, absorbed or, or embraced her inner gangster. <laughs> so yeah. she's now all in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's just so like, that, nope, that's who I am. That family, that family first line is very editor's just like, oh yeah, that's very appropriate. <laughs> exactly, yeah, exactly. And the trunk of the car. Oh, yeah, and Nancy, poor Nancy. <laughs> poor, I just feel so bad. Yes, I know. That's how I think about it. Oh. So, any other notes on um, any of the stuff in these episodes, guys? Yeah. Well, we have we covered everything. one lonely little Easter egg this week. And I will tell you, it's not even from the Den of Geek, where I get the Easter eggs from. This is a Tammy exclusive. Tammy's been weaseling out her own Easter eggs. Isn't that right, Tammy? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. <laughs> um, yeah, so last episode, we talked about how on Cloak and Dagger, the um, cop in that, the detective in that show, references Misty. And, you know, so, so tells her boyfriend something about, like, oh, have I ever told you about my friend Misty? And we know that that cop is, like, from New York, and she transferred to New Orleans. Well, this episode, when Nandi is telling uh, Misty about, you know, that basically she's in charge, she tells her, she's like, well, Inspector West called, Callahan is in Maui, and O'Reilly moved to New Orleans. O'Reilly is a detective in oh, Cloak and Dagger. that's so cool. It's Misty. Everybody, they were dropping those names. That makes a lot more sense now. <laughs> but I was just like, I was talking to Claire about it. I just said, like, it's just such a weird, like, here, <laughs> these two shows that decided to do this 
very light connection. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that aren't even, yeah, but yeah, one, you know, one, don't one. have anything in common or in completely oh. different cities. It's, yeah, it's, it's yeah. really cool. But then it just kind of, like, reconfirms how much, you know, Marvel really keeps their shows in the exact same universe. Yeah. Yeah, it's so cool. I mean, I, want, I kind of wonder if they're planning on something happening with Cloak and... I mean, they're, they're doing a second season if there's going to be some kind of crossover. Yeah. But I, I, I don't know, because it sounds like they're very different... Sh- it's a very different show to the Netflix shows, you know? I don't think we're going to get, like, an Arrowverse yeah, thing. Is. Yeah, but it's still still cool. I, yeah, I, I enjoy it. Nice. It's a, it's a fine show. It's okay. But, uh, yeah, I just thought the connection just this week, especially when I heard that, I just was like, oh, my God, that's so funny. They're connecting it back. That was our, our <laughs> one. On... <laughs> on... Go ahead. No, I was going to say that was our one lonely little Easter egg. Aww. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. uh, so now Sorry, it's Logan time. Dagger's been sitting on my deep. Oh, go on, go on, go on. No, say I think we might have a tiny delay, but go, go, Elizabeth, go. <laughs> oh, I. I was just going to say, Cloak and Dagger, I've recorded them all, but I haven't watched them yet, so they've been sitting waiting for me to kind of sit down and actually sit and watch them. <laughs> but, I, so I've not seen any of it It's fine, yet. Elizabeth. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fine show. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. I mean, it's not like, you know, I'm waiting around every week to watch it. It's just like, okay, that's a good show. It's like that film I told you to watch, Tammy, in your eyes, where I said, watch this film. It's... It's a fine film. You know, it's just kind of like, oh, that was a fine film. Okay. (laughs) And it was. And I asked you what you thought of it, and you were like, yeah, it was fine. It was a nice little film. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Right, now it's time for quotes for this week. Elizabeth, do you have any quotes? I thought this week was quite light on them, to be honest. Quotes. Oh, I closed my document and pull it back up (laughs) I have one that I thought Tammy would enjoy which is when Bushmaster is calling his goons to him and he goes Stylers I did I had that (laughs) (laughs) I thought you would enjoy that (laughs) Um, I got um, this is Mariah and Luke how is it that you know Danny Rand Hot yoga. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I so want to see them doing yoga together. Oh my god, it'd be so adorable. I had a uh, Luke to Mariah. I'm the only reason you're not a Chibichanga. <laughs> the Deadpool should have like poked his head in and gone Chibichangas. Where? <laughs> uh, any other quotes, guys? I'm trying to look. The one obviously with uh, with James and Luke. We have to say, which is James. He shot you. Luke, bullets bounce off, man. James, I don't care. You can't be shooting my baby. (laughs) Uh, Go ahead, Elizabeth. Um, I have Nandy saying, I tell you this much, if it was me on the ground laying in chalk, I would want you to catch my body. And Misty saying, wow, now that's probably the nicest thing you've ever said to me. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard to imagine Luke Cage in diapers as well. Yeah. I had uh, another Mariah one, which was, I would have thrown your ass to the dogs the minute they started barking. (laughs) Yeah. Which is totally in character. Yep. I have Bushmaster saying there's a big difference between what's legal and what's righteous. Yeah. I have Mariah. Oh, 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 go on, go on, Will, you go first. Um, Mr. Say, you should have let that bitch burn. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I had that one too. I have Mariah when she's shooting saying, kiss 
my black ass, which was amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I have uh, Mariah telling uh, Tilda when she, after she was talking to Luke, we don't mess with the help. I have Shades and Mariah um, when, after my favorite scene. Or in my favorite scene, the second you pushed Cornell out that window, you became a gangster, and that ain't how gangsters do. And Mariah says, how do gangsters do? And he goes, they adapt. They boogie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I have one, I had more quotes than I thought. I had one which was Luke to Mariah, uh, which after this quote, I, I wrote, oh, snap, which was, Harlem doesn't honor you, Mariah. It somehow survives you. Which is more than I can say for Cornell. I was like, whoa, wicked burn, Luke. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, any other quotes, uh, guys? Luke had, Luke had a lot. Luke had, uh, look, we can take door number one, two, or three. Guess what? All the prizes suck. Yeah, yeah. that was good. <laughs> that was good. There was one with Misty. I didn't get the whole thing, but it was she's said, like, badger not, I'd whoop your old ass. She was talking to Mariah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That was, I think, the one where Luke had to pick her up because she ran after her or something. So good. Cool. Yeah. Uh, there was the uh, the one we implied earlier, but we didn't say about the dad and Luke when the the bad guys pull up. Oh yeah. Sweet. Oh yeah. Sweet Christmas. Sweet <laughs> Christmas. Oh, I love it. It's so cute. They're so cute. Oh oh, the the one towards the end. Uh, you had said part of it earlier about the best part of you you got from your your mom and stuff like that and. Later on in that conversation, he goes, you know, some of the better parts are from you, too. The swagger. Yeah. <laughs> Goddamn right. Oh, we should mention as well that James is still obsessed with Titanic because he mentions Titanic again. <laughs> yes. That cracked me up. I love it. He's like, but get over it, man. That was years ago. And he's like, I'll never get over it. Never. <laughs> uh, well, now it's time to rate these I episodes. Have, I, oh, go on, Elizabeth. I actually saw a, a video where scientifically they proved that um, the the boat the door would actually have sunken if two people of a certain size had been trying to get on it. <laughs> <laughs> it was like this little science video where these two ladies went and they did some interviews about like what kind of wood would have been used at the time and what would that wow. mean for the mass and how it would it would affect its uh, ability to float and stuff. And I was like, wow, actually that was really cool. <laughs> Well, what if they took it in turns? You know, after 10 minutes, he pushes her off and he gets on it. And then after 10 minutes, she pushes him off and she gets on it. Yes, well, that made more sense to me. <laughs> yeah. Although well, I think she's pretty much frozen <laughs> to that door by that point. Yeah. Mm. Sounds like my brother and my, uh, my cousin, my brother and my cousin jet skiing. They would, one of them would fall off and that would be their turn to start driving. <laughs> so they were falling off on purpose. My turn. Nice. Uh, right, now it's time to rate this ep- these episodes. Elizabeth, do you want to go first and tell us what you rate uh, episode 8 and then episode 9? Okay, so episode 8, um, I uh, it, it was a lot of talking and going back and forth with parallel conversations going on in the, in the um, police station and stuff like that. So um, I didn't love those parts of it, but it was interesting for character development and seeing how people are manipulating each other and who is going to fess up to what. Um, but I did like the um, 
the background information about uh, about Shades. I liked his growth, and I loved that scene, as I said, about uh, where Shades and, and Raya have their argument, and then they, they come together and are supporting each other. So, um, 8 out of 10 glowing bad guys for episode 8. <laughs> nice. And then... Episode 9 uh, had more action and stuff in it, uh, but I, I especially really liked the, the scene with Mariah and Tilda finally clearing the air of who Tilda's uh, true parents are and where she, he, where she actually fits within Mariah's uh, emotional landscape and how she was being basic. I would say, again, uh, 8 out of 10 flying office machines. <laughs> what if it like that's what you had to do to get the coffee cup to come out? Finally, the little coffee cup <laughs> yeah, popped out midair, made a coffee. coffee. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Tammy Tams, you can go next. Already. Uh, yeah. Uh, the first of the two episodes was definitely a lot slower. There was just like, I mean, the best part, I think, was just shades. Otherwise, it was just kind of slow. Um, so that one I only gave a seven and a half out of ten shades stealing Misty's. And the next episode was a lot better because of, you know, we got the confirmation about who Tilda's dad was and Mariah was just really good in that episode. And um, I, I just like Bushmaster fighting. I like watching scenes where he fights. <laughs> and his, like, gang of people, the stylers were so funny. Like, some of their hair and stuff, their yeah. styles was real crazy. So I like that. Uh, so that was eight and a half out of ten Monstrous Mothers. <laughs> We can all relate to that, can't we? No, just me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Will? Yeah, I wasn't... These weren't my two favorite episodes of the season. And I don't know if it's just because I started watching these at, like, midnight and I was really tired. But they just seemed, like, really slow. And I think I actually came really close to falling asleep during the second episode. There was just a lot of people talking to each yeah. other in the yeah. uh, pharmaceutical facility going back and forth. And it did kind of redeem itself with the fight scene and uh, Mariah's tour de force yeah. <laughs> performance. Uh, um, yeah, I'll give the first episode seven and a half out of ten Raggedy Ann's. <laughs> and I'll give the second episode eight out of ten hot yoga sessions. Mm. <laughs> awesome. Uh, okay, so with uh, with these episodes, I definitely uh, think they're not the strongest ones we've had um, all season. We had two really strong episodes last week. Um, yeah, and there's loads of talking, and it meant that it was actually quite hard making notes for these because it was just this person says this, and this person says this, and then this person talks to this person. Um, episode 8, I thought, was the weaker of the two episodes. Um, it wasn't bad by any stretch, but um, just after the last two episodes, I was a bit like, oh, okay. Um, so I'm going to give that one 7 out of 10 absent Lukes, because Luke is really strangely absent in that episode. We don't see much of him at all. Um, he's hardly in it. Um, episode 9, I thought, was a lot stronger, um, mainly because we get those awesome emotional scenes with uh, Tilda and uh, Mariah, and then with James and Luke, and I'm crying all over the place, and it's just beautiful, and um, yeah, so I thought that was a lot stronger. So I have given that one 
nine out of ten Emmys for Alfre Woodard because <laughs> she needs an Emmy because she's awesome. Uh, so that gives episode eight an average of seven point five and episode nine an average of eight point three. Uh, thoroughly decent scores. Yeah. Uh, right now it is time for feedback and as always we have an email from the beloved Sedna Seds, our favourite. Uh, and I'm going to hand it over uh, to Will, who does the best reading uh, of Sedna sure emails. I'm trying to Jamaican dialect. <laughs> um, all little baby, Darius Comanche defending baby shades from the bullies. The love was real. Crying. <laughs> Me too. Oh, what? Nandy suddenly likes Misty now. WTF. <laughs> Mariah and Tilda in a Babylon team. Bush Master Vex salutes Cage, him no dead. <laughs> You're doing great, Misty You're versus doing great. Mariah have the most awesome sass off roast. <laughs> most awesome sass off roast battle interview while Tilda fesses all to Luke. Oh, yeah. Yay, Misty's got her Misty vision back, and now she's mastered the robot arm. Still not getting her break even as Donovan balls, bails, <laughs> as Donovan <laughs> bails for a bit. It shades looks like turning on Mariah. Church fight featuring signature moves, ceiling slam, head bop, and thwack with a monitor wedge. <laughs> Is that a signature move? Thwack with a monitor wedge? <laughs> <laughs> Pastor Papa is pretty tasty himself defending his baby. <laughs> Maybe he's not so bad after all. Guess not seeing as they seemed reconciled. Guess not as they. Wait. Guess not seeing as they seem reconciled by the end. What a turnaround. See each episode as they're all holed up in Danny's convenient empty new building. Deals cooked up. Truths told. Alfre Wooder is incredible, recounting her heartbreaking past until the shocking origin. Did she really hint that she suspected Comanches because <laughs> Hubby Dillard, Dillard was secretly gay? I love that it's called Comanches still. Comanches. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I was thinking of watching this. It was kind of like a bottle episode. It was mm. mostly in the um, uh, Pastor Dada's had the nightshade healing treatment now, just like Luke did. Is that what's turning him to the dark side? Yeah, it makes him want to punch people like Luke does. Well, that was before he got treatment. Oh, yeah, that was before. I, I don't know then. Uh, Arg, Nandy wants the bounty. She's still an asshole. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice bit of history of the Maroons before Bushmaster naturally escapes. And Shade slash Mariah is back. It's back, back on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's back on. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thank you, Sedna. I love Sedna's emails. Uh, I particularly love uh, you reading them, Will, trying to do Jamaican accent. <laughs> <laughs> Bushmaster Vex, Luke Cage, him no dead. <laughs> <laughs> him no dead. <laughs> um, thank you, Sedna. So that was our feedback for the uh, for this week. So I should tell you what we are covering next week. <gasps> I cannot wait. Have you guys looked at what's happening in the next episodes, Elizabeth? Have you looked at all? No. Uh, I 
think it, it a little blurb popped up of what's happening next time for this okay. next one, but I didn't look at it. Yet. Okay. <laughs> so next week we are doing episodes 10 and 11. So Luke Cage season two, episode 10 is the main ingredient. Danny Rand insists on helping Luke hunt for Bushmaster the Iron Fist way. Uh. Uh, that was the part I said. <laughs> yeah. That is not in the episode, right? <laughs> no, he does it all via telephone and you don't hear his voice at all. Uh, Mariah sets out he to reclaim her empire. Sorry, go on. I was just joking, he sends him an email. Yeah, he just sends him an email and uh, Luke reads it and is like, thanks, Danny. We never see him, though. Uh, Misty pursues a traitor. So we might have some Misty versus Nandy action, Tammy. Oh, yeah. Nice. Then episode 11 is the creator. Shaken by Mariah's latest act, Luke combs the city for a witness. Flashbacks reveal the fateful encounter between the Stokes and the McIver families. <gasps> I'm excited. Oh, fun. I'm excited. Yeah. It's exciting. Uh, yeah. I'm actually surprised that no one's been making any MacGyver jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I never think of MacGyver, though. Like, I think of MacGruber way before I think of MacGyver. <laughs> Oh. They should have it oh, where, like, every time Bushmaster comes on screen, it goes, MacGyver! Like the MacGruber theme. <laughs> yeah, not, I never really watched the MacGruber thing, but uh, I did watch a fair share of MacGyver episodes. I, I, never, saw, I never saw MacGyver. <laughs> I saw MacGruber on SNL, like, back in the day. And it was ridiculous and yeah. kind of hilarious. And then they made a movie, and then it wasn't funny anymore, as most things are <laughs> when they're made into a movie rather than... A one-minute sketch. <laughs> uh, so, Elizabeth, thank you for being our guest this week. You've been the entertaining You're Elizabeth. You're quite welcome. Uh, where can people find you on the internet? <laughs> Is, it... <laughs> Is there anything you want to promote? I am still lurking. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I have nothing to promote. So, uh, yeah, I'm just still lurking on yours. I'm super behind on, on listening to the... Uh, the uh, Calavici fashion cast. I'm like a season behind at this point, so I need to get moving on. <laughs> well, you won't know all the fashion details unless you listen. I know. Elizabeth, <laughs> we're about to hit like season five here. We're re- like, it's already been kooks toward the end of season. Oh, four. seriously. <laughs> I know. I saw that you had just posted the list, so I yeah. uh, I need to to get on that. But uh, <laughs> but yeah. There's a, some of the episodes that I thought were in the season that you just finished are actually in this upcoming one. And I was just like, oh, I need to sign up for a couple of those. Yeah, you need <laughs> to grab, grab right. some of those. <laughs> come back to us, Elizabeth. Come back. <laughs> um, Tammy, is there anything you want to promote that you've been up to lately? What's happening in your life? What's going on? Uh, just Calavici Fashion Cast. Uh, that's it. A lot of Luke Cage, a lot of Calavici Fashion Cast. So, <laughs> um Oh, also, Claire, I thought about what you said as far as what painting we would have in Harlem. Oh, yes. Yeah. I think I would have one of, like, Prince. Wouldn't that be cool? Like a big That'd be cool. painting of Prince. <laughs> so. That would be awesome. What would, uh, Elizabeth, what would you have? And Will, what would you have? Oh, I already said. I said uh, Maxfield Parish. Oh, That's nice. Because I like Maxfield. <laughs> <laughs> in with that time period. What about you, Four Will? If not Prince, maybe a big picture of Eddie Better. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice. Yeah. I think I would have either a big picture of Frida Kahlo or one of Freddie Mercury. Or both, maybe. Oh, yeah. They both had awesome <laughs> moustaches. Both of them together. One yeah, thing. why not? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I love them both. 
So I'd probably have them. Or I'd have a picture of, like, uh, Dale Cooper from Twin Peaks giving a thumbs up. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Uh, Will, anything to promote this week? I was just still doing Spartacast. There's an episode that needs to be edited. Hopefully it will be out soon. Cool, cool. Yeah. Getting through it. At least we're keeping you busy out of trouble with all the uh, Marvel stuff. Yeah. (laughs) It's keeping me away from, you know, skipping ahead and watching the rest of the season. (laughs) (laughs) Elizabeth, you are the specialist of special guests this week, so you get to take us out with an Excelsior. So you can be Excelsior, Elizabeth. (laughs) You have definitely made up for the last one. (laughs) Excelsior! Woo! Right, we shall be back next week yeah. with maybe Danny Rand in the episode. Maybe. Mm. We shall find out next week. Oh. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Thank you for listening. You can comment and send feedback to us by emailing defenderspod at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash defenderspodcast or on Twitter at defenderspod. Defenders Podcast is created under a Creative Commons Attribution, Non-Commercial, No Derivatives, 3.0, Unported International License. That means you can share it, you can send it to your friends, you just can't make any money off of it. You can't change it, and you have to link back to us and our site. Excelsior!